Hey, welcome back to Tiger Talk on this Wednesday night. A crowded program tonight. We've already talked girls basketball. Head coach uh, Brett Barnett of the Big A champion, the Vada Lady Tigers. And then a little bit later on, we'll talk wrestling with head coach David uh, David Hawks. Tony Abate has that conversation. And then following that, an extra segment tonight as I'll be talking with now former Nevada Lady Tiger volleyball coach Ashley Thorson, who submitted her resignation, or at least it was approved, a week or so ago. And we'll talk about her successful nine years as head of the Lady Tiger volleyball program. But first, we're going to talk about boys basketball. Head coach Brent Bar- head coach Sean Gray joining us now. I don't know if that was an insult or not. but hey. there's, a, there's a lot of worse names you could call them. Head coach Sean Gray joining us now. His Tigers sitting at 18-3 and on the season after a couple of wins over the last week. Again, a very busy week coming up and a seed meeting. Uh, it's actually going on right now up in Harrisonville. We're pre-recording this afternoon because the seed meeting tonight, and uh, we'll get information on that a little bit later on tonight, but we'll certainly talk about it. Well, Sean, let's go back in chronological order. That's the easiest way to do this. And uh, we'll go back to last Friday night, uh, played McDonald County Senior Night, come away with a 70-44 to victory. Good offensive night with 70 points. Four players in double figures, almost had five, but again, only giving up 44 points. So good nights on both ends of the floor. We were proud of our guys, Mike, and the fact that you go into games against an opponent who you've had a lot of success against in the past, who you look at their record and, and maybe it doesn't impress you. And it's it's easy, I think, for, for young men and for teams to have games where you just don't bring it on both ends of the floor. Our guys, I mean, I thought defensively we, we really wreaked a lot of havoc in the full court, a lot of deflections, forced a lot of turnovers, played with a lot of energy. Uh, really tried to play to our standard, regardless of what the record of our opponent was. Not something we've always done throughout the season. Uh, glad to see us do that on Friday night. Um, you go to a to to a, on a long road trip to to an opponent's place like that. Those things can sneak up and get you a little bit. Uh, our guys didn't let any of that bother us. And uh, again. We shared the ball well, well balanced on the offensive end. A good all-around night for our guys. As we mentioned, uh, just one point away from getting five players in double figures, with all five starters would have been in double figures if Logan Manili could have squeezed out. Uh, well, he missed a free throw, so he missed a double figures. He had nine, but it would have been a heck of a night. If you got it's a good night to get four, but to get all five would have been something. It would have been, and we, we've again, our, we've got five different guys that can all score in double figures on a given night, and I think getting out in transition. Uh, getting all those turnovers, I think that helped spread the ball around as well because depending on where the deflection comes from, where the turnover comes from, any number of guys can be the beneficiary on the transition end of things. So we talk a lot about defense leading to offense, and, and Friday night was a prime example of that. Well, you finished the, the Big A West at 5-1, and one, co-champions in the Big A West with East Newton. Again, they had the, the tiebreaker to play the uh, Big A championship game against Mount Vernon last night, which they did lose, uh, by the way, by a pretty healthy margin. Uh, and then, I guess on Friday night, to also find out that, that East Newton lost to Lamar. I, I, I guess it's kind of human nature to say, you know, what if, but that had to be a little bit of a, a blow uh, to the gut there, just a little bit. It was. Uh, in the locker room afterwards, uh, coaching staff we we were kicking ourselves thinking you know what could have been and then also you know gosh dang it you know Lamar went and lost to Cassville which had they not lost that game would have caused a three-way tie which we feel pretty good about we would have come out on the on the top end of that three-way tie as well so it all comes down to the fact that you've got to take care of business each and every night in conference play and you can't have a letdown unfortunately we did in in, back in January and uh and ended up hurting us in the long run but uh Something we learned from, something we got better from, and something that will definitely 
be a teaching point going into years uh, years in the future. And there are certainly some bigger goals out there still to be had, uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Let's talk about last night. Logan Rogersville uh, came to town again, the two versus two. I uh, guess technically a third-place game in the, in the Big A Conference. I saw it was labeled that way in the program, uh, so I guess they go on that route now. But uh, two versus two in uh, the two runners-up. Ironically, it was the Big A Championship game a year ago. And uh, a Logan Rogersville team that had come in, Averaging 58 points a ball a game. You hold them to 41 last night. Good thing, because you only had 44. So, uh, but uh, it was, it was, uh, we talked about on post game last night. <laughs> it was a very unusual game in a lot of ways. Uh, and we talked off air last night. I don't, I don't think you mind me sharing this. Some of the things that occurred during the game maybe took some of the shine off of the win. What's your thoughts about it now as we talk a day later? So, going into the game, I th- our guys were really excited about the fact that we were getting to play kind of the team we wanted to play. Lost a tough one on the road last year to Logan Rogersville. Both teams return a lot from those teams. Uh, when Coach Schaefer got there last night, we we talked a little bit about how I think we had both circled each other as as the teams that we wanted to play. Both programs probably thought it might be and wished that it was the one versus one, but it wasn't. But all that being said, it, it was a game where our, I thought both teams came out and really were playing well from the start. They they jumped up to a little bit of a lead early. We responded uh, pretty ne- pretty much neck and neck after the first quarter. And then just our guys to get better defensively as the game went along and to really have a great defensive um, second quarter where we were able to mix uh, our man, our 2-3 zone, our 3-2 zone, a little bit of full court pressure, keep them off balance, share the ball, find Logan Applegate for some open threes, find Dalton Gaiman with some one-on-ones in the post. Um, really a really good second quarter for us, which put us in position uh, to end up getting the victory when the second half was, I think, there were times where it felt like we were just holding on. And and, and foul trouble and, and, and having some guys on the bench for various reasons, I think, were led to that. And uh, hats off to Matthew Thorpe and Grant Miller, who played – more, I, w- I would think you could say more meaningful minutes last night in a, in a closer ball game for an extended period of time than they're, they've maybe been called upon this season. Uh, really good job of those guys stepping up whenever we really needed them. 21 points to Logan Applegate last night. Uh, as you mentioned, he had a big second quarter, four trays in the first half, three of them in that second quarter, and he just got another one of those zones that he gets into every once in a while. Yeah, he can get really, really hot and – uh, you know, and that, that matchup zone that they play, when you get the ball inside of it, you turn the defense's head and their attention goes to the basketball. And then guys like Applegate can find that soft spot on the perimeter, kick it back out or kick it around, and, and he's open for three. And uh, that, I thought that we really thought that was one place they would be susceptible. And, and uh, good job by our guys of making them pay last night. And uh, the two big guns for Logan Rogersville, have to be proud of the fact you held them to two to ten points total. Uh, Cade Blevins, six. Cannon Gibson with four. They're both uh, capable of having big scoring nights. Yeah, Mike. I mean, the Blevins kid is one of the best athletes uh, in the Springfield area. Um, all the coaches I talked to talked about how much of a playmaker he is, how good he is. And the Gibson kid just shoots it lights out. And the fact that we made them shoot really tough threes early – Got a couple deflections and, and tips on some three-point attempts. Rushed it. That at that, that I think that took their confidence a, a little bit from the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then later in the game, when they got some of those same looks, I don't think that they were in that same zone. Missed a couple that, that they they probably usually make. And really good job. Anytime you can hold another team's best shooter 
to scoreless from the three-point line, that's a good thing. And then when you can hold their best player to single digits, that's that's a good thing as well. We did both of those things. So really, really proud of our guys defensively. 18 wins on the season now for Nevada, sitting at 18-3. and three. It dropped Logan Rogersville to 16-8 and eight on the year. It was a second half with a lot of uh, things that occurred uh, during the second half. And uh, we won't get into too many details just because I don't, I don't think you do that at this level. But I'm sure there, the and you're, I'm sure you'll address it again today, and when you have practice. But obviously, every once in a while, those lessons have to be learned. That uh, no matter what the situation, emotions have to be kept in check. We talk a lot about controlling what you can control. Officiating is out of our control. Um, how our opponents act, uh, how they play, the things that they say—that's out of our control. Um, what's going on in the stands? What's going on around us? Out of our control. How we react is completely in our control, and a lot of times that's easier said than done, Mike. And we told our we, we tell our guys this, and we addressed it again last night after the game. There are a lot of tough things in life in general um, that are going to be a lot tougher than what we've had to deal with as high school athletes, and hopefully, going through some of these things, learning from these things. Uh, helps prepare these guys for for bigger things in the future, and, uh, and that's the way we have to approach it. And uh, you know, uh, we've seen, and I'd like to emphasize this: we have seen a lot of growth from the young men in our program. Uh, there are guys who are much more mature than they were as underclassmen. There are guys who are much tougher mentally than they were as underclassmen. That being said, I don't think any of us are perfect. Um, there are times when, when we have some slip-ups and we have to address those things and move on from them. I'm not sure what we plan to do uh, with, with these situations. All right, so move on, and uh, let's talk about a couple of opponents that are coming up before we get into the District C meeting tonight. Nevada will play two games the next week before we revisit uh, next Wednesday night. Both of them are this week, tomorrow night and Friday. We'll start with tomorrow, a rivalry game against El Dorado Springs. The Bulldogs come in. It is part of a girl-boy doubleheader, but it also notably it's senior night uh, tomorrow night, your final home game of the, the season. Girls have one left next week, but we're going to go ahead and do both senior nights tomorrow. So final home game of the season, and it's a rivalry game and uh, that means a lot of pomp and surfing circumstance tomorrow night and again a, a bulldog team that may struggle record wise but this is a game that they certainly circle on their schedule looking back over the last you know six seven eight years we really feel like we get El Dorado Springs best shots I mean uh, you know if there's a game or two that where they play their absolute best throughout the season I think many times it's in the game against us which you expect that in a rivalry game. You expect that when you're a program that's had success and you know that, that a win against you would be a really big win for any program. So uh, we're going to expect that same thing on Thursday. Uh, we're looking forward to honoring our seniors. We've got four guys who have all spent four years in our program, uh, meant a lot to us, um, been a big reason why we've been successful this year and in years past. So that is something that, that we will really look forward to. We encourage everyone to get out and, and help honor those guys. And then, then the girls, seniors, they've got a really good group as well. Um, you know, Eldorado Springs, we're going to be well coached and going to be well prepared. Coach Braden, a Nevada guy, lives in the community, very, very familiar with our team, our strengths and weaknesses. Uh, he's been in attendance at several of our games. They will be prepared. They will give us their best shot. It will come down to us simply executing and doing the little things the right way. There's going to be no surprises on either side of the floor. So uh, if we take care of business, value the ball, get good shots, play good team defense, we feel like this is a game we should have success in. 
but you cannot take anything for granted, and you have to expect a really, really good shot from Eldorado Springs. Those four seniors will be recognized tomorrow night include uh, Grant Miller, Noah Cheney, uh, Matthew Thorpe, and Dalton Gaiman. And it's also worth noting that uh, Dalton 20 points away from 1,000 career points going into that game tomorrow night. Friday night to uh, make the trip to today to see the, see the Smith, uh, Smith Cotton Tigers. Again, it is a, a girl-boy doubleheader, obviously a former WCC foe. So uh, so at this point, uh, after a couple of years away from that, don't really have much uh, need to follow Smith Cotton. <laughs> I know you do, but uh, so for those who don't obviously pay attention to uh, that part of the world in high school basketball, tell us a little bit about their Tigers. They're an improved ball club from what we've seen. You know, I, We've had some games canceled due to weather, but they were young. They had a lot of sophomores that played two years ago. Uh, those guys are now seniors. They've added a piece. Cardell Sims is a six-six guard who obviously can also play inside with his size. He's given them a, a an athletic scoring piece that they've been missing for the last several years. This will be the best Smith Cotton team we've probably seen in about four years, I would say. And you know, I believe it's their senior night. Um, it's it's a it's a going to be a tough road environment. We'll have to be ready to play, Mike, because this is a good team. This, this again, this will be a, one of the better Smith Cotton teams we've seen in a while, with some athleticism, with some size. Uh, we'll have to limit the Sims kid. The last time I looked, he was averaging 18 or 19 points a game. Now that was five or six games ago, but mm-hmm. a good score, a good athlete. We'll have to limit him. And then they like to get up and pressure uh, their coach, the former college coach at State Fair Community College. Uh, likes to get after you a little bit in the full court. We'll have to handle that pressure. Um, if, if we can do those things, limit the Sims kid, handle the pressure, then then we should be okay. Well, look forward to that on Friday again. A little earlier start on Friday night, although maybe senior night lengthens it out. But uh, the girls' are scheduled to start at 5.30. Boys' games should be around 7 o'clock. Then on Friday night, and again, a reminder, it is audio only. Uh, no Nevada Mo TV, audio only on the broadcast at Sedalia Friday night. All right, so the last topic we'll have, and in fact, this is going on as we're speaking right now, that is the Class 4 District 3rd Seed meeting up at Harrisonville tonight. Again, we're, we're pre-recording during the afternoon, and uh, so... We may actually have the results by now, but uh, but how do you see it going in? We talked a lot about the three horses up there: Grandview, Nevada, and and Ruskin, and and you got Warrensburg and some other good teams to throw in the mix. So how do you see this all playing out? It will be interesting, Mike. Um, the the team with the fewest amount of losses is going to be us. I mean, we're going to go in with only three losses. Um, the team with the most wins, I think, is Ruskin. I think they're like. 19 and four. Uh, when I the last time I looked at their right, what, what I think will be their record going into this. Um, but then you look at the fact that you've got the two-time state champions, the back-to-back state champions in Grandview, who I think they've lost six games this year. But you can't look at any one of those six games as a bad loss. I think a lot of teams in the state of Missouri, a lot of the best teams, would have lost some of those same six games. Um, those will be the three teams, one, two, and three. Um, you know, I, I think I think Grandview will have a, a pretty strong case for number one, given the fact that they play an extremely difficult schedule. You know, one of those six losses is the CBC in St. Louis, mm. who has the, the kid going to North Carolina. Mm. Um, they've lost Olathe South, who I think is, if not the best, one of the very best teams in the state of Kansas. Uh, even though they've got the six losses, I, I, I think they'll have, they have an argument for being one of the best teams in Kansas City. Ruskin, I've been told by coaches in the area and what I've seen on film, has the best athlete in Kansas City. 
Um, then you couple the fact that they've got a win against William Chrisman, who we lost to in the Kaminsky Classic, even though we've got one less loss than Ruskin has, that head-to-head difference against William Chrisman could be a factor in determining the two and three seed. It will be interesting for sure. I think both teams probably deserving either either way you, you shake it out. And then you go down to the next four teams, Warrensburg, Pleasant Hill, um, Harrisonville, or the next three teams, excuse me. And those three teams could fall anywhere because they've kind of beat up on each other. Mm-hmm. Harrisonville will have the probably have the best record of the three. Warrensburg maybe the most impressive wins of the three. Um, and then you know, Pleasant Hill beat Harrisonville once this year. So it will be interesting to see how those three shake out. But I think it's a definitely a, 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 a top three, three of us that will fall in the one, two, three. Then the next three in the four, five, six. So we'll just have to see what everyone has to say about their teams and uh, what stands out in the seed meeting. Well, the thing, assuming Grandview gets that one spot based off their pedigree, obviously, and uh, the schedule they played. Uh, so you, it, two or three was what you're looking at. You know you're going to play either. Uh, you could potentially – it should be two and three in the semifinals if it all plays out. So it really doesn't make too much difference there. Other than the fact there's a first-round buy available. So do you have a preference on whether you'd rather play that first-round game against a six seed or would you uh, rather go ahead and sit and wait till Tuesday? You know, I think the fact that we play Kansas City Center on Thursday, I think that's a, that's a good prep game for district play. So I think in a perfect world, uh, given the fact that that our district schedule is Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. I think in a perfect world, you'd have a bye on that Saturday. You'd be able to go watch that the, the three versus six matchup, um, gain a little insight from watching them live. I don't think that rest at this point in the season is a bad thing, especially if you've been tested, which I think Kansas City Center will definitely be a game that tests us. Um, so I, I think that would be the scenario in a perfect world. However, you can flip it the other way, and if you've got some momentum – um, you know, if we were to play really well against Kansas City Center, you would want to just keep that rolling. Okay? On the flip side, if you were to play poorly, you'd want to get that taste out of your mouth. So regardless of how it ends up, Mike, I think we'll find a way to make the best out of it uh, and to, to make it work to our advantage. Class 4, District 13 will start on a Saturday. It's a little bit unusual. I haven't seen that in the past. It's going to start on Saturday, February 29th. I guess they decided to take advantage of the leap year. So we're going to play on Saturday, uh, maybe play on Saturday, February 29th. And then I saw the bracket uh, that you sent out yesterday. Uh, it's going to be a Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday uh, tournament. So, uh, I mean, it's four game days on that Saturday and uh, Tuesday between the girls and the boys. And, of course, two on the final day, which will be that following Thursday. Uh, be well around March the fourth, I think something like that. Fifth, somewhere in that vicinity. I don't have a calendar sitting in front of me. Yeah, I do. There it is. March to be championship game will be on March the fifth. So a championship games will be on Saturday, on Thursday, March fifth. But we'll talk more about that next week. And we've got the bracket in our hands and see how things go. And of course, we have the center games to talk about next week. But at any rate, busy week, uh, rest of the week anyway. Good luck. Uh, good luck the next two days, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow night back at Win Gym. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Mike. Tiger Head Coach Sean Gray will come back and wrestling on the agenda. State tournament begins tomorrow. We've got a few Nevada Tiger and Lady Tiger wrestlers headed that way. And Tony Abadie talks with Coach David Hawks after this timeout on Tiger Talk.